0: alamin. ala ala alihi sadri So you know we gather again here today to spend a couple of you know, minutes hours just Listening to the word of Allah, listening to the Quran, thinking about what guidance he has for us and reflecting on how the Quran can be guidance for us in 2020, basically. right? That's really the objective of this gathering, to make the Quran real in our lives and to kind of uh, connect with its meanings, connect with its words in a way that can be easy and simple for anyone to understand. <clears throat> And last week, we, what we're doing is, for those of you who are new, we're going over a flow of the Qur'an, from literally from Surah Al-Fatiha, and now we're at Surah Al-Baqarah, ayah number 35 today. We covered 34 last week, or two weeks ago. And that's what we're do- doing, really, with no agenda in mind. We're just going with the flow. I have no idea how many ayats we'll cover today, but we're just going with the flow and uh, trying to understand how Allah speaks to us, basically, right? And I believe that the order of the Qur'an has some divine wisdom in it, right? The fact that the Qur'an is ordered in a way where Surat al-Fatiha came first, Surah al-Baqarah is next, and even the ideas within Surah al-Baqarah, how the ideas are flowing within Baqarah, there is a logical sequence to it. There is um, something miraculous about it that uh, takes place in our hearts. If you think about the Qur'an, What did it do to the companions of the Prophet more than 1400 years ago? It actually changed the state of their hearts. Um, Is the Quran also a book of intellect? Yes. So it speaks both to the mind and the heart. So it is a very rational book, but at the same time, it also has a spiritual impact on our hearts. And. Earlier on in Surah Al-Baqarah, we talked about how certain diseases of the heart actually prevent you from getting guidance of the Quran within your heart. So think of your heart, and Allah talks about this in Surat An-Nur actually in a beautiful way. He gives an example of our heart like a lamp that's covered in a glass. Okay? And that light wants to spread but for that light to be able to spread what needs to happen to the glass needs to be cleaned, right? It needs to be cleansed, purified. Otherwise, if the glass is rusty, dusty, corrupted, then what happens to the light? It doesn't really come out, right? And so, same thing with our hearts. Um, our hearts, and when we talk about the heart, we're not talking about the physical heart, right? So, it's more of a spiritual heart that um, needs to be taken care of. It needs to be uh, nourished, it needs to be um, cleansed, purified, and uh, that's what the Quran does. Actually, the Quran. The more we get close to it, the more you realize that it actually challenges your mind, right, and at the same time purifies your heart, which is really what makes this book a miracle, right? It is divine therapy from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Because even if with therapy, when we go through Problems in life, mental health issues, challenges in life What do we really need? We need someone to speak to us in terms of our our mind, the way we think, right? The negative thoughts, but also our emotions And so the Quran speaks to both, the mind and the heart It's a really, really incredible book So last week we looked at the first story in the Quran The story of Adam being created And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking uh, the angels and Iblis, who was amongst the angels, to do to prostrate in sajda to Adam salam And what did we conclude last time? That all the angels did sajda except for Iblis for various reasons, the main one being arrogance, pride. Um, this feeling of kibr, I am better than him, right? Uh, also, if you think about it. Just to add on, uh, because you can refer to the talk we did uh, last time on our podcast channel All of these sessions are recorded, so you can refer to the long, it was about two hours, right? I don't want to repeat everything, but just some additional points So Iblis, think of Iblis and Shayateen as an energy It's very opposite to the angelic energy, right? So you And I remember when I once did a nutritional course also Uh, It's called Wild Fit. Really incredible course if you want to fix your eating lifestyle. So he talks about the food angel and the food devil also when it comes to the choices we make about what to eat and what to eat. So it's exactly the same psychology. Inside of us, there is a shaitan, a mini shaitan and a mini angel. And whatever we feed onto more will get stronger with time. Right? So in the case of nutrition, let me just share this with you. If you're off of Carbs and sugar for, let's say, a month, right? Completely off of carbs and sugar, okay? Are you going to feel like having sugar and carbs? Not really. After a month, no. Maybe after... (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, so after a week, yes. After a week, yes. So I said a month, right? 30 days of changing your habits, right? Your system changes. It alters your taste buds and everything. So you won't feel like having sweets and bread right yes you do after a week after 10 days but then let's say a month it's out of your system but so what has happened in that month the food devil has been trying to lure you into eating that stuff but then you you're strengthening the food angel basically right so you're saying no to the food devil yes to the food angel no to the food devil yes to the angel and the stronger the food angel gets the louder it gets and the quieter the food devil gets, and the smaller he gets, and the weaker he gets, okay? So it's like this balancing act. Does the food devil ever die? No. It never dies, right? So it's a constant battle, you can think of it, right? But it gets, the battle gets easier, the stronger your food angel gets, okay? Now, if after a month, you went to a party and your friend's like, Yalla, this time, have, have like a, a, a cookie or something, right? That one cookie is going to shift all the power back to the food devil. And guess what you're going to crave for the next day? Sugar, carbs, and you're back to square one, basically, right? So I remember in, our, in our, the program I did, you had to stick to the no carbs, no sugar for like two months completely, right? Because otherwise, any, any slight cheat would shift the energy back to the food devil. So that's, that's really how our life works also. And in the case of Iblis, what's very clear is that he was righteous on the outside, right? How do we know that he was righteous on the outside? Who was he hanging out with? Angels, right? So getting access to that high rank means he must be you know, very, very righteous and pure on the outside. But who knows what's on the inside? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who knows what's in the inside of us today? Nobody, like none of us knows, you guys don't have no clue what's inside my heart, I have no clue what's inside any of your hearts. That's why judgment is such a big crime in our deen, right? Judging people, very, very serious crime. Okay? Very, very serious crime. Okay? I would say, يعني, one of the biggest, why? because we have no right to judge others. Because Allah has claimed this for himself. Allah says Judgment only belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And he is Al-Hakim Which means the most wise judge so, like so Allah is not just by the way Just for you to understand Allah's judgment is not out of justice What is it based on? Mercy and love above all, right? So it's a very unique kind of judge Who's always going to take your side Who's always going to give you the benefit of the doubt. He's always going to give you a second, a third, and fourth, and whatever chance, right? So it's a very unique concept that's kind of hard to comprehend because it doesn't really exist in our lives today. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to expose what was inside Iblis. And so this whole act was simply a lesson for us to realize that no matter how righteous you act on the outside, no matter how much knowledge you have, what Allah is concerned about more is what's in the inside. And in this case, where, when arrogance is in the inside, then that's a big problem. That's a satanic problem, right? When you have ego inside of you, there is a problem there. And we talked about that extensively. But, so just think about it this way. Iblis refused to do sajda because the angels did sajda. And, and does Iblis do what the angels do? No, no he, he wants to do exactly the opposite of what the angels do. Right? So in one sense, he was like, I, I don't want to do what the angels do. right? So he refused. And the other big reason here, which is connected to what we're going to talk about today, is who was he commanded to do sajda to? Who was? Who was? A human being. Now, um, Iblis being made from jinn is being asked to do sajda to a human being. How is that relevant to the companions now? Think of it this way The companions are living with the Prophet right? And overnight, literally at the age of 40 The Prophet you know, claims to be a prophet overnight Now what do the companions have to do as part of their submission to this divine plan? What, what are they required to do? Submit to this man, right? And, and, and this man happens to be a human being. Now, how, easy, how difficult is it for us to submit ourselves, our lives, to a human being? It's very difficult, Tara, right? We don't like that authority. We don't like to even submit to our parents, right? And uh, our teacher or the principal or your boss. It's just human nature. But then, that was the test for the companions, right? Is... If you truly believe Allah, follow this man And does the same apply to us today, in our lives today Even though the Prophet is not living amongst us Does that apply? Yes Allah wa Rasul, Basically, Allah wa Rasul. And although the Prophet Wasallam himself is not living amongst us In physical form Allah does have a plan And we talked about this last time of sending guides to you throughout your life, living guides that will deliver that same message to you. And, and then it's all about the condition of your heart, the state of your heart. Are you willing to accept this message or are you going to resist it? Accepting that message is called what? Amen. Islam, actually. Islam, right? Surrendering to it, accepting it. Right. Whereas resisting it is called kufr. kufr. Exactly. Okay. So that's where we're at right now. So, sorry, I need to forward. You just, you guys just got a, like a fast forward of last time. Yeah? Okay. So we're at ayah number thirty-five. So Allah says, Waqulna. Ya yeah Adam, O oh Adam, stay you and your wife in this Jannah. And eat and enjoy from it. And basically chill out. Ragadan means chill out and enjoy and relax in this place. Wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do, go and do it. okay. But. وَلَا تَقْرَبَا هَذِهِ الشَّجَرَةِ Except for this tree, don't go near it. مِنَ If you go near it, you will be from the wrongdoers. Okay, That's like a, uh, a rough kind of translation. After that, Allah says فَأَزَلَّهُمَ Shaitan made them slip. Right. So basically, Shaitan made them slip from Jannah. So he got them out of what they were in. So they were in Jannah basically. They were sent down on earth. So Allah is telling them. Means to, to basically get downgraded. What's the opposite of promoted? Is it called demoted? Or? Yeah, demoted. Demoted, right? So literally means you're demoted. You are an enemy for each other. So, shaitan, insan, right? That enmity is going to be f- like the constant battle is going to be there forever uh, while you're on this earth. وَلَكُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُسْتَقَرٌّ وَمَتَاعٌ إِلَىٰ حَيْنٍ And you are going to be on this earth for a temporary period of time, مُسْتَقَرٌّ Mean you will have istiqrar here for a while. And مَتَاعٌ إِلَىٰ حَيْنٍ And some joy, also, مَتَاعٌ from مُتَاعٍ means some joy, right? Uh, and مَتَاعٌ also means luggage. So, when do we use luggage? Travel. So like, Allah is like, okay, enjoy it temporarily But it's not going to be forever, right? It's like your luggage Temporarily Up to a certain point After that, Allah says Now obviously, what was the state of Adam at the state? He felt guilty, he felt sh- shameful, you know um, And so Allah basically tells him فَتَلَقَى Allah gave him some kalimat to say فَتَابَ And Allah forgave him completely إِنَّهُ هُوَ التَّوَابُ He is verily the most forgiving, the most merciful And tawbah uh, also means to get you back on track basically, right? So he was basically clean slate, right? And then Allah repeats again قُلْ We said to them Come down all of you You're all demoted Basically right? Humanity In a sense So think of it this way We were all in our soul forms We were, we were all in Jannah At one point in time Many 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 years ago We were all in our soul forms In, in Jannah In the presence of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Yes And Allah sends us To this earth for a, a limited period of time as a test <laughs> This is very important now And whenever my guidance comes to you <laughs> Whoever follows that guidance <laughs> There will be no fear upon them Nor will they ever be sad Who is this, limited, who is this speaking about? Those who follow the guidance when it comes to them Okay And then as for those who don't follow the guidance, what does Allah say about them? Those who resist this message basically, those who disbelieve, those who cover this message, those who deny this message. Those who in fact say that these ayat, these miraculous signs, are lies. Ulaika, they will be the people of the fire. Ulaika ashabun fiha They will be the people of the fire. Ashabunnar meaning associates of the fire. And this applies to not only in, in dunya, it applies to to some extent also, right? So their life will be hell, so will their afterlife be. Okay? Whereas the, the, those who follow the guidance, they will have no fear upon them, nor will they ever be sad, which is basically bliss. A state of bliss in dunya and akhirah. And don't we all want a, a life of bliss? This world and the next? Yes? Okay. Good. So this was like a brief summary overview. Let's, are you ready to go deeper into it now? Okay, let's do it. So we said, "Ya Adam, Uskun anta wa So the first uh, interesting thing is the word uskun. So Allah tells Adam, "You and your wife." Basically, or before we go into that, why is there a wife in the picture? Why why was Hawa even created? Hmm? Companion. Obviously, it's boring for us guys to be alone, right? We want company. Yes, Ali. Uh, so imagine being in Jannah, everything's available but something's always going to be missing So Allah knows human nature So Allah created Hawa uh, from apparently the rib of Adam So where does it say that? It so happen? in the Ahadith it's mentioned, yeah, but not in the Quran uh, But that's irrelevant now because Allah is not even talking about ribs here right? <laughs> so let's just stick to the context So وَقُلْنَا يَا آدَمُ اسْكُنْ أَنْتَ وَزَوْجُكَ Jannah." You and your wife? Uskun, he's saying. Uskun anta wa zaujukal jannah. By the way, when you talk to two people in Arabic, what are you supposed to say? Uskun or? Uskuna. So, how come he's saying uskun? Because they're one. They're one? Nice. What else? Who comes first. Very good. He's addressing him first. What could be a hidden meaning of this? which the guys won't like but I'll have to say it anyway the guys won't like yeah uskun uskun anta wa zawjuka al jannah. so basically ah <laughs> uh, no inshallah alich. it's your responsibility so what, what is sukun? before we get into before we answer that question what is sukun? stillness uh, peace quiet she knows, by the way. A knife, basically, right? That when you slaughter an animal for eating, it puts it to rest, right? Second, mesken. A house is called a mesken. Uh, in fact, Allah told us that even one of the objectives of marriage, for those of you who aren't married yet, for those of you who are married, it's too late. For those of you who are not married yet, one of the objectives of marriage is Liteskunu ileha, so that you may be have this sukun with one another. So that you may have this tranquility, this peace with one another, and so Allah is telling Adam, you and your wife have sukun. And one of the one of uh, the meanings of sukun is, or or, or the opposite of sukun is haraka, movement, being active, noise also, right? And sukun is basically chilling out and calming down getting into a point of stillness relaxation and just calm and so why is he addressing Adam alone singularly because whose responsibility is it in a house to bring that Sukun in the house primarily it is the responsibility of the mother (laughs) so it's the <laughs> so it's uh, according to Allah, He has handed down that responsibility to the husband, actually, the man, right? Which is pretty cool for the ladies, right? Yeah, because Allah knows how you've been created, right? You can yani Allah has given all of that burden to the man to bring back order, bring back peace, say sorry, make things, uh, you know, settled again. So, in another place in the, in the Quran, Allah also talks about how <laughs> 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 So, <laughs> what does Qawamun <laughs> mean? From? Al-Qayyum. <laughs> one of Allah's beautiful names is Al-Qayyum actually, right? The one who straightens our affairs. And so, do all homes sometimes have affairs that are broken or... Affairs that are kind of يعني, Not in order Yes Time to time We do have those moments And those situations So who is the qawwam in the house? the rajul or al-mar'a? al rijal al qawwamun al-nisa So that also confirms this idea That it is our responsibility To um, bring back order To bring back peace yeah. um, And you know it's just a side discussion, but it's relevant. I was actually talking to my wife about this the other day. So you know how like there is always this clash? I don't know about your culture, but in the Pakistani culture, there's this severe clash that happens between the mother-in-law and the wife, especially if you're living in the same house. Yes? Does that happen in, in Arabic culture also? Okay, so um, now when the, when the son is living in this house with the mother and the wife, it's a pretty difficult task to be in the... So so for first question is, who should, whose side should we take? <laughs> the mother or the wife? <laughs> the wife. Guys. <laughs> the wife? wife? Okay, what do you think? Wife or mother? mother. Ha, Ali. And with yeah? Mother? Okay, so the correct answer is n- neither, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you get in trouble, yeah? <laughs> I'm talking from 13 years of experience. Yeah, that's you're the <laughs> so, yeah, 13 years of experience. Um, don't take sides. Um, but listen to both. And another way to play really smart is make it seem like you're taking both sides, you know, like privately, right? <laughs> so, if the, the wife vents to you, you, you tell her, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And then your mother vents to you, you're absolutely right, mom. You know? So you need to be a very good actor. But that's part of this qawama, right? It's part of being a qawam. Now, a lot of guys, what they do is, again, from friend circles, is they actually withdraw from this whole drama. And what they do is, they're like, you know what? You, mom and wife, figure it out for yourselves. I'm going out for a shisha with my friends, right? And they basically withdraw from this responsibility. And guess what happens? Can the mother and the wife ever fix the issue? No way, right? It's impossible. The only way it's going to be fixed is if the... They get the baby. Not really, no. <laughs> it gets more complicated then. Because the, then the mother starts interfering with how you raise the child, right? Yeah, so it's, it gets more complicated. The only way is if the, the man takes up this challenge, right? The only way. That Sukun is going to come into the house. And another... Another tip here about the word Sukoon which is really beautiful, is remember I told you how marriage one of its objectives is Sukoon So it is very important. So it's as if Allah is telling us: in the outside the house, there's going to be there's going to be a jungle, there's going to be noise, there's going to be a storm, and all sorts of conflict and chaos, right? But then when you come home, what are you seeking? Peace. And so this is something that both husband and wife have to keep in mind and give to each other. So the wife has to give the husband this peace, Husband has to give the wife this piece. But what, you, what usually happens in marriages? The house is the storm, right? And so the husband and the wife, what do they do? They leave their homes and hang out with their friends to seek sukun or at the bar or at whatever, right? Because the house, the, there's so much tension in the house It's no longer a meskin, It's no longer a source of sakina You see And so our formulas are completely kind of messed up And so what the challenge would be To make our homes a source of sakina Because sakina is part of a human need If we don't get it in the homes If the men I'm talking about the men here now If the men don't get the sakina after a rough day at work At home Where will they get it? They were, they're going to have to go and get it somewhere else. somewhere else, maybe through an affair or with friends or whatever, right? Or just the me time with them and the TV, on Netflix, you know, whatever it is, whatever source of sukun, we have to get because this is the, the mizan, the balance, right? Human beings can't take too much chaos for, for, forever, right? And same thing applies to the wives now and the, and the females, right? Is you've, whether you're working or whether you're at home, you've had a rough day also. And so the husband needs to give you that. And so marriage is all about contribution actually. The husband contributing this piece to the wife and the wife contributing this piece to the husband. When it gets to I want or what is, what, what's in it for me or what you're not giving me, that's where the problems happen. When you are in a state of faqr or um, Scar- lack, scarcity, right? That I don't have peace, give me peace. Or you never give me peace or you never say thank you to me or you never say i love you to me or you never say how good looking i am right that's scarcity that's faqr and so you want to give peace 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 and infaq basically so just as, you know, that was a discussion on uskun anta wa janna wa minha and now allah t- allah's talking about food why is he talking about food and eating yeah Plus it's, it's fun, it's enjoyable actually, right? Because in Jannah you're not surviving, you're just, it's all about pleasure there, right? And so one, one of the peak pleasures we have is food and, and eating, right? And in fact, also when you look at it from a survivor perspective, it's the lowest, right? Food, without food we die, right? How many days is it? How many days can we survive without food? 30? Okay. Depends, I think, from person to person. Um, so it's more about an environment It's a good question You want to create a Sakina environment or, uh, or experience a state of Sakina For you and your wife So it's, so it's a human need Whether you're a man or a woman it's a human need. But what we're talking about here is that who needs to put the effort to make the environment Sakina. one of Sakina? It's the, it's the Adam of the house. Yeah. So, Kula minha ragadan eat from it whatever you want. And eat here doesn't literally mean eat, but it also means to consume, right? Whatever you want to consume. Basically, and, ha- and how big is Jannah? How vast is Jannah? Allah knows, you can't imagine, right? مَا لَا عَيْنٌ رأت, What no eye has ever seen وَلَا أُذْنٌ سَمِعَتْ And what no ear has heard of وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ And what nobody can even imagine So even the, like the most imaginative uh, Hollywood and Disney and Pixar movies There's no way they can come even close to The idea of what Jannah will actually be like Because it's beyond hatta imagination, right? And so Allah saying You both, go and have a good time. Everything is available for you. وَلَا تَقْرَبَ هَذِهِ الشَّجَرَةِ As for this tree, notice, هَذِهِ, what does هَذِهِ mean? This tree, so it's near, right? And it's just this one. It's just one tree. There's gazillions of trees. This one tree that's right here close to us, meaning it's not, he didn't say تِلْكَ الشَّجَرَةِ means it's right here, means they've seen it. They've identified this so It's not like They, ca- they can't say Oh uh, Allah We ate from it But we didn't know It was this one He's like No this tree guys Don't eat from it And um, not e- Sorry He didn't even say Don't eat from it What does he say? Don't, don't, don't even go near it If you go near it You will be from the wrongdoers Now The, the next question is Why did he say Don't go near it? It's very tempting Right? And Allah knows that human beings are weak. right? You see uh, a box of chocolates or ice cream or nice dessert, you fall for it. The food devil gets stronger and stronger and stronger and you fall for it. It's human weakness. right? So let's, um, let's look at uh, that inshallah in the next slide. But also one more thing about sukun. He said, wa أَنْتَ al Meaning, have the sukun, but is sukun forever or is it temporary? Do you live in a house forever? No, it's temporary, right? So he didn't say, wa أَنْتَ al So in the word sukun, is a highlight that this is temp- you're living in this temporarily, right? So Allah is already hinting to that idea. The other thing is, don't go near now i i just wanted to do like give you some idea about how allah uses this term don't go near in other contexts in the quran also very very interesting sorry it said about drinking right drinking he didn't, um he said uh, about drinking <laughs> he said stay away from it it's different than don't go near it right he said don't go near it huh so we're coming we're coming to the ayat yeah okay but about, um, about drinking, he says, فشتنبوه. like it's one of the things that's الشيطان, from the deeds of shaytan. He says, leave it. means stay away from it. It's slightly different than don't go near it, right? How is it different? Um, <laughs> is completely avoid it. Don't go near it. Is, if you go near it, you're going to fall for it. It's kind of, Different language, yeah. So, what are what are some ayat where Allah talks about don't go near? I know the, the handwriting is, is uh, or the typing is very small, but I'm just going to read it out for you. This is a very cool ayah in the Quran, right after the ayat of Ramadan. Okay, in the Quran, when Allah talks about Ramadan being, you know, a, a month of fasting and all of that. The the, so, is is uh, having intimacy with your wife allowed during um, during fasting? Yes or no? No, right? But before this ayah was revealed, it was actually not clear. So, what were the companions doing? They were ha- they were having it, you know. They were having a good time during fasting and secretly, right? And so, Allah basically talks about how. Intimacy with their wives during the day while fasting, yeah. And there was a lot of confusion: is it halal not? And since Allah is, you know, quiet about it, then let's just do it, you know. And so Allah says in this ayah that at the nights of Ramadan, it's halal for you to have intimacy with your wives. And then He goes on and talks about intimacy, intimacy in a very beautiful way. Um, and then He says, "Tilka hududullah." Basically, these are the boundaries of Allah. Fala taqrabuha he says. Don't go near them. Meaning, having affairs with your spouses during the day while you're fasting. Don't don't go. those are Allah's boundaries. Don't go near that. Yeah. So it's, it's really beautiful how Allah subhanahu wa taala is so compassionate and loving because. Um, and we'll talk about this later, but is discipline necessary even when you are loving? Like if I'm a loving parent, is discipline also necessary at the same time? And does discipline mean I am merciless? No. No. Because we sometimes confuse this, right? Sometimes human beings don't like discipline uh, because we claim that we want freedom. But sometimes the discipline that, for example, I put to my children, for example, nowadays, right? With the corona thing going on. Don't shake hands. Don't go out. My kids have been after me. I want to see Sonic movie. I don't know what. There's a movie uh, in the cinema. And I'm like, no, Habibi, we can't go. This corona thing is on. Please, Baba, please, Baba, please. But then I have to have discipline, right? If I'm too loving and I am too kind, guess what? Can I put them in danger? Yeah. Yes. So for temporary pleasure, I don't want to cause them long-term pain. So as a responsible parent, I would make them go through that temporary pain of not seeing the movie for long-term pleasure, which is their health. You see, you see what I'm trying to say here? So sometimes our, sometimes our parents do that to us. They put dis- discipline. Same thing with our teachers, same thing with schools. Even our bosses with the targets and stuff There's discipline in a company There's policies and procedures Which we all hate to follow, right? But we do that because it's, it's for the bigger benefit of everyone You see? Okay? So, so sometimes it is painful to be disciplined Do you agree or no? It's painful to be disciplined yeah. But Allah what He's saying here is that I know your weaknesses I know that you husband and wife have these weaknesses And therefore... I will allow you to enjoy that relationship, but only at night, basically, right? So he didn't say, no, no, the whole month, no sex, basically, right? He's saying, fine, at night. So 30 days of sex, basically, right? But at night, which is amazing. And in fact, Allah actually, in the, in the end of the ayah, says, لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَّقُونَ So actually having this relationship is actually a sign of taqwa. Because you're staying away from not having it during the day, you see? So, Allah is channeling that shahwa, which we'll talk about in a second, that desire or that temptation, that shahwa, He's channeling it in a disciplined way by saying, you know what, stay away from it during the day, but at night you can have it. And those are the boundaries of Allah, don't go near it. Is that clear? Yeah? So, now why does Allah make it not haram during the day then? That's the next question. Yes, exactly. So you're fasting from food and drink. Everything. Everything. Is exactly. Most of the things that are actually halal for you, right? Is eating halal? Mm-hmm. Drinking halal, yes? Uh, we're talking about drinking like water and like pure stuff, right? <laughs> Don't misquote me here, right? But drinking uh, pure stuff is halal for you. Eating is halal for you as long as it's halal meat and all that. And uh, so is having intimate relationship with your spouse but in Ramadan that one month of during the day fasting is a training camp for what? For that angel inside of you to strengthen that angel muscle remember there's a devil and angel inside of us right? Uh, 11 months of the year who's stronger usually? The mini devil inside of us is stronger right? So one month Allah saying you know what I'm going to try to chain these guys up as much as I can this is your chance to strengthen your angelic self, and hopefully, if you do a, a good job of it, thirty days in a row. Guess what? That angelic muscle gets so strong now, you're able to sustain it for the remaining eleven months. But you
1: know, the
0: first couple
1: of days, the devil comes out. <laughs> yeah.
0: the <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah you know, yes. In the room, yes. Yes. In the yeah. So, uh, so that's that's the idea. Is 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 there an effort required on our part? Yeah. So how do you strengthen that a- angelic muscle? Mm. Hmm? Jihad. Jihad, very good. That's exactly the word, right? Which is uh, striving, like saying no. Basically saying no to your desires, right? Even if it's halal food, halal drinks, intimacy with your... Saying no. Either, even though you feel like it, you say no, I won't do it because... Because what? The more you say no, the easier no becomes. yeah uh, th- That's a very good question. So why do, why do we say no? Because? Because it's healthier for you? Because? Very good. So that's the simple answer, right? Because Allah said so, right? And since we're Muslim, we're submitting to this word. right What did the... Do, what did the kufar do? We hear and we disobey, right? Whereas the believers, that's, that's basically the difference. And, and what's again very beautiful about Allah's guidance is when He tells us to do something or not to do something, is it for our own benefit actually? So it's not like Allah's playing boss and He's like, you know what, just do it because I said so. He never says that in the Quran actually, right? He always actually, in a very loving way, explains to us in different places. Why, right? What's the benefit for you? In another place, um, he says, "Yahdina sukara." Don't go near salah while you are intoxicated. Okay. until you know what you are saying, basically, right? So this is, as you know, the, the prohibition of alcohol came in how many stages. Who knows? Three stages. very good. So first it was um, Don't go near salah while you're, while you're drunk Because you, don't, you have no idea What you're saying The second level was what? The second level was It has benefits But it's also a sinful act And the sin in it Is greater than its Benefits Yeah, And science today Also proves to us That a wine a day Keeps the doctor away I think Is that true? or I don't know but they say like w- wine is good and you know all sorts of stuff so quran confirms this it does actually have benefits but it's also a sin right and the sin is greater than the benefit okay, now yeah yes but just a bit yeah like so once you exceed that limit come up, it's yeah. yeah so it has definitely has benefits in many different ways uh, but it's a sin and the sin is greater than the benefits you know and then the third, third, final stage, and by the way, this happened gradually over a long period of time. Why? Because Allah is so loving and, and understanding. He knows that this habit can't be uh, gotten over very easily. right? It requires time. And, um, and it happened very late in Medina, by the way. Like 16 years down into the message of the Quran. Can you imagine this? 16 years down in Medina. It happened gradually, and the final ayah came down that this is an act of rich uh, sum in amal shaitan basically, right? This, among other things. So, um, this is also a very cool ayah. Have you heard of the Ten Commandments? Yeah, Ten Commandments. Uh, usually, even in Christianity, Judaism, they have these ten haram things, basically, right? So. Uh, this ayah talks about what's haram basically right allah says alaykum let me tell you what's haram basically allah that's what he's saying so number 1 allah don't don't associate partners with allah number 2 treat your parents with excellence okay number 3 min don't kill your children out of fear of poverty you know, and this happens today, by these days, by the way. Like parents who accidentally have a child and then they abort the child because school is too expensive, you know, or like they feel like they can't afford it, right? So that's from the haram things, basically, killing your children out of fear of poverty. Here's wala taqrabu comes right. What is fawahisha? All sorts of sexual indecency Basically Fawahish Don't go near Fawah Hmm? Fawahish is only sexual Yeah, so Mostly sexual in nature Fahisha and Fawahish And there's a difference between Fahisha and Fawahish, by the way Anyone knows? So Allah alam. Fahisha is the, the sexual Indecent sexual thoughts Right? So they're just thoughts that's fahisha. Here, what is Allah talking about? Fawahish. What is, a f- what is fawahish? Is the, the actual acts themselves, right? So when, when you have those thoughts, but you don't act upon them, it's not, a, it's not really that big of a deal. It's actually following the f- food, uh, not the food devil. Here it's a different devil, right? <laughs> but following, the, the, yeah, following that shahwa that and acting upon it is where it becomes uh, dangerous to you whatever is seen from it and what is whatever is hidden or unseen right cuz fawahish can be uh, acts that you commit out in the open or in secret basically yeah so there's and, uh, fahisha and fahisha, so yeah fawahish and yeah yeah is the thoughts fawahish is the actual uh, doing it Wallahu a'lam Again there's difference of opinions in this but And then of course Killing an innocent soul Right And then ولا al So if you're managing an orphan fund Don't touch that money That's not yours Right Be very Like um, Vigilant about it wal bil qist, And uh, be fair in your dealings. Don't cheat, basically, right? Be very just and precise in your dealings with others in terms of money and business. Uh, and then, and when you say something, say the truth. Like, be just in your speech, even if it's with your family. And fulfill the promise of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's the promise of Allah? Allah took a promise from us when we were souls. He said, Alestu bi rabbikum. Am I not your master? Am I not your Rabb? We all said, Bala shahidna. So, this concept of ibadah, iyaka na'bud, that's the promise of Allah, right? So, fulfill that promise, submit yourself entirely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, these are basically the things that you don't go near. Don't go near the money of the orphans, don't go near fawahish, you know. Just for you to get an idea of this, I wanted to also highlight this idea of shahwa because it's going to come up now, right? So Allah says, this is human nature now. Allah says, Zuyina linnas hubbu Like it, it has been made beautiful to people, this love of temptations and desires. So it's like a built in thing inside of us that uh, can be channeled in a in the right way, right? Yeah. So it's not meant to be suppressed It's meant to be channeled in the right way In some cases, like um, Like a young boy Went to the Prophet ﷺ And he, basically he told him Ya Rasulullah I, like, I can't stop thinking about Indecent sexual acts, right? Can you imagine this? A young boy going to the Prophet ﷺ And asking him such a uh, private question, you know. And so the Prophet told him, gave him advice. Anyone knows what the advice is? Mm-hmm. For when you're like your home was going is so crazy you can't control yourself. Fast, fast yeah. He said fast, because fasting uh, puts out that fire because that desire is like this fire, and fasting uh, calms you down, right? Like, you know. So it's pretty incredible uh, advice. So again the Prophet i didn't tell him no astaghfirullah you shouldn't do this and make istighfar and tawbah and go pray 12 rak'ah you know he gave him a solution you know a practical solution on how to dissolve this fire and um, it's really genius you know so so what are the shahawat Allah actually gives us a list and whenever Allah gives us a list in the Quran that means there is what Order of importance also, okay? So number one, in Nisa. The biggest desire is Nisa. And, and this, again, it's addressing the men, but um, the desire of the opposite gender, basically, right? And then, well, Benin is your children or your... Benin can also mean your employees, your assets, right? Or even like uh, servants, Benin also, right? وَالْقَنَاطِيرِ مِنَ وَالْفُضَّةِ Basically piles and piles of gold and silver Which is jewelry or luxury goods yes. And then وَالْخَيْلِ الْمُسَوَّمَةِ Which is branded horses Why branded horses? Do we have that shahwa now? Branded horses? Think about it Of course, of course yeah Branded cars, right? Uh, and uh, cars with like the most horsepower Basically, right? Well, an'am and An'am is cattle that you raise, and harth is farm or agricultural lands. So Allah is saying, that mata' al Hayatid dunya All of this is, remember, mata' the word mata' it's temporary, it's enjoyment, but it's hayat dunya meaning it's a temporary thing. Fine. This shouldn't be your obsession in life, right? Your money, your business, your gold, silver, your car. That's not the. Obs- that's not what your attachment should be to. That, sh- that shouldn't be the center of your focus of life, right? Wallahu andahu husnul ma'ab. Allah has much, much better in store for you, okay? Ma'ab, um, it's, it's a return. Like, from, it's the same root word as tawbah, return, ma'ab. Aba, ya'ubu, to go back, basically. So you're returning to Allah, basically, with something much, much better. So how now the the million dollar question is how in the world was Iblis able to lure Adam and Hawa to eat from the tree? How do you do it? By telling them that they do so they'll get a mortal uh, Very good, yeah uh, so yes, exactly. And the angel. Yes. So Allah tells us in a different place in the Quran, not in this in this in this context. But in Surah al he tells us, فَوَسْوَسَ إِلَيْهِ الشَّيْطَانِ Notice, who did he do waswasa to? إِلَيْهِ Not إِلَيْهِ مَا meaning who? Adam, right? إِلَيْهِ الشَّيْطَانِ قَالَ يَا أَدَمَ O Adam, shall I lead you to this tree that will give you eternal life and a kingdom that will never ever be perished? So these are the two weaknesses of uh, Adam, basically. Now let's try to kind of think about this idea of immortality and um, a kingdom that will never be perished. Like, How come Adam fell for it? I mean, he had access to everything in Jannah. But yet, these two things were the hooks that shaitan used as marketing, basically, to get him to... Go for it. Yeah. So there's one thing I keep thinking of, but like isn't Jannah there's is not supposed to be a test that you finished with the test. Yes. So how come there's a test. In after three. Good question. Good question. So this is a test specifically for Adam and Hawa, right? Prior to him being sent down as a Khalifa. And think of it as a test not for you but a lesson for us on the behavior of Adam, basically, and the weaknesses of Adam. Why is Allah telling us that Adam was... Um, uh, that Adam ate from the tree? Or Why is Allah telling us this? Mm-hmm. Hmm? To teach us what? Yeah, humans are weak, and, and that's our nature, and... There are consequences Yes Explain how we got here Also That's yeah Inshallah, when we go to Jannah There is no test Yeah If there are tests You tell Allah said That there are no tests <laughs> um, So what's the idea of being immortal Why is it so attractive Like do we actually want to live forever So how come Like Fear of death, power. Really?
1: Maybe? Uh, didn't he already have, did
0: have these two things being engendered? Yeah. So, yeah, if you actually if you think about it, eternal life, I don't know. I mean, he was a human being. He went to die. So he didn't have eternal life, though. So. Um, like in general, I mean, you have everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so keep in mind uh, when Allah created Adam, what did He say? Inni Jailun? fil ardi Khalifa, not fil jannah Khalifa, right? So Adam knew all along that his role is actually on Earth, right? This was part of the divine plan, right? And part of being on Earth is the fact that it is temporary. You're gonna die, and obviously your kingdom will one day perish. Right, so there is this concept of limitation. So, I would assume, Allahu Alam that Adam knew that he was um, going to come down on Earth because Allah created him for Earth. Um, that was part of the plan. If
1: that is correct. Then Adam intentionally broke God's well, word to get
0: here. Yeah, or fell for the hook, basically, right? Uh, which is a shahwa think of it right Um, so today science is trying to also hack like they call it biohacking where they're trying to hack this idea of uh, reversing aging and living for hundreds of years the people who are actually working on this scientifically right trying to make this happen so to some extent human beings are striving to become immortal and in uh, a lot of the new age movements and and schools they talk about this idea of what if death was just a limiting belief that we've all bought into what if we could change this limiting belief and and start believing that there is no death and if we all believe that there's no death then there will be no death because collective consciousness Yani, you know And I'm not kidding, there are people today who are talking about this stuff, right? Um, So, this is it. Human beings are striving to become immortal. Maybe not us, but there are people out there who are trying to do that. And mulkin la yabla, everlasting kingdom, is again part of the human desire, right? For mulk, for kingdom, for power, for ownership. I mean, who doesn't want a kingdom that, like a business, a multi-million dollar business, or a huge palace and cars that never get spoiled, that never depreciate, right? We all have this in us, right? We hate depreciation. We hate, uh, you know, taking the car to service, right? We don't like things that deteriorate with time. So honestly, shaitan is a a genius if you think about it, right? Because he actually got the two things that Adam didn't have. Uh, But more importantly than that is, remember, uskun? Uskun anta wa zawjak. What did that mean? One of its meanings was? Hmm? Yes, like settle and be still, basically, right? Another way to look at that is to be present. Be present and be content with what you have. Because there is no striving in Jannah, right? But here what Iblis is trying to do to Adam is tell, tell him and that there's two things that you're lacking. So he's getting him from contentment to lack mode, basically. There's two things that you don't have. And when Adam focused on the two things he didn't have, this, this became a source of ingratitude, basically, right? Or, or a feeling of not having enough. Don't we have that sometimes, right? Everything is going amazing in our lives. There's this one thing that's not going right and then we focus on that one thing and it seems like the whole world is upside down, right? Because we get blinded from everything else. And that's part of uh, ingratitude actually, right? Is to see the bad, the negatives, the, the small negatives and to forget the positives in our life. I'll skip this. Okay. The next ayah: الشَّيْطَانُ عَنْهَا." And so, did did this happen once only? Did the Shaytan suggest to them once, and they fell for it, or did it happen gradually? Gradually, gradually right? Yeah. So, we uh, Allah tells us in different places in the Quran that this was. An ongoing pursuit Iblis never stops He never uh, Goes for the Like the final blow In the first try It's always like Like in another place In Surah Al-Araf He says You know what the the word means It's basically like uh, You know how Like in the old days They used to have a well And you lower the bucket Slowly and slowly And slowly That's Luring them in Slowly and slowly Yes, both of them. Yeah. And, but the addressee was? The previous seat was Adam. But, so this is another very important point. The role of the wife, right? What would the role of the wife be here? Or the partner? Yeah, exactly. To be the support system. Exactly, right? So by her not doing that, she was also part of the downgrade, you know? الشَّيْطَانُ عنها means to slip, literally. So they basically got slipped. So they were basically taken out of what they were in. وَقُلْنَا بعضكم لبعض Downgrade, you are both now going to be enemies to one another. Who's enemies for, to one another? شَيْطَانًا شيطان Adam. Adam. Some Mufassun said it's the man and the, and the woman. I don't know about that, but. <laughs> because, um, yeah, we don't know, يعني, honestly. But I think it's more of like Adam and, and uh, Iblis. So, what we're learning here is that are slips part of human nature? Yes. Slips are part of human nature. We slip. Um, and then the idea of that the earth. And our time here is temporary; it's not forever, right? مستقرٌ ومتاعٌ إلى حين. And then Adam فتلقى Adam من ربي كلمة. Allah Adam received words from Allah subhanahu wa taala. What are those words? Does anyone know? To to basically be a, a means for him to repent and to say sorry and to. So the words are ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ So this is a beautiful dua Where Allah is teaching them to acknowledge Their wrongdoing Take responsibility for the wrongdoing I messed up ya Allah We messed up رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا Notice they are not blaming Allah right? That you kicked us out of Jannah You planned this ya Allah No We wronged ourselves Taking responsibility Not easy For the ego Very difficult to say I messed up it's always easier to blame. Okay? وَإِن لَم تغفر لنا من الخاسرين. Notice there's a sense of humility. That, ya Allah, if You don't forgive us, You don't have mercy on us, You don't have compassion on us, We will be from the losers. So it's, just, it's a feeling of humility, Desperation, And having hope in Allah, right? Having hope and the fact that Allah... You are the only one who can get us out of this mess. And what's really cool is this fa' here. What does the fa' highlight? Um, Immediate. Um, immediately. immediately. So immediately they got, Allah, got, uh, Allah sent these words to him and he said it. And fa, notice again, so it happened very quickly. So, Seeking forgiveness, coming back on track, is it a long process that's complicated? Do you have to go to like some box and confess and <laughs> say that I messed up and pay money? No, it's just, it's free, it's, free, it's instant access, it's instantaneous, it's immediate. Box and I yeah. yeah, but I think it's more about like, for talking or for asking questions? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more fatawa but yeah, you can always go and vent to that guy. Fataba alayh <laughs> Now, toba. Very important point here. Okay, because I get this question always from teenagers. What if we make the mistake and we did toba and we make the same mistake and we make toba and we make the same mistake and we make toba? Does Allah then realize one day that we're just playing games and He stops forgiving us? So how would you answer? that question and it's, it's from the heart you can sit and eat. Yeah. exactly yeah. so it's about intention yeah Exactly, yeah And I would, I'd like to think of it as never lose hope in Allah, right? Um, but also, Taba, the word ta'bah is a very interesting word, right? rahim. So think of Tawbah as an upgrade that happens to you Now, when you, when you make a mistake, what are the benefits of making mistakes? Learning Very good, you learn the lesson, right? And then when you learn the lesson, what has happened to your awareness? Expanded, which means you have now actually upgraded, right? You now see things in a different way. Now, now you have an additional experience that will hopefully allow you to make wiser decisions. That's why, you know how we say um, there's always lessons to be learned? The, word, the Quranic word for lessons is al-hikmah actually, Right? This wisdom, you become wiser With every lesson you become wiser and wiser And so hopefully if you are genuine And you're sincere in your efforts to come back Allah Gives you a, an upgraded awareness which will help you make wiser decisions over time Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah? So don't lose hope in Allah These are His names Rahim. So His doors of tawbah, His doors of mercy Compassion are always, always, always open, right? What does Iblis try to do? Yeah. So many differences. Rahman, the dunya, Rahim al-Akhirah. <laughs> Rahman is temporary. Rahim is constant in Jannah. Rahman is for all of humanity. Rahim is specific for the believers. Uh, Rahman has Shiddah Like Atshan You know it has like extreme feelings Rahim is more continuity and everlasting You know Yeah another one yes A human quality Yeah And we talked about punishment versus discipline Now when Adam ate for, So what did Allah tell Adam And Hawa وَلَا تَقْرَبَ right mm. Now, he went near the tree and he ate from the tree. Mm. What would you expect the result to be? Punishment. punishment, right? But in fact, what has happened here actually? By them being downgraded, is that a punishment or what is it? It's, it's more of disciplining actually, right? It's more of a disciplinary at, act. It's not a punishment, right? Allah didn't tell the angels to throw him in the fire or whip him like a hundred lashes, or you know what I mean. It was more of like a, an a, a downgrade in a sense that. Okay, now. You are, um, yeah. You need to make your way back up. Not not like the naughty corner that kind of thing, right? But it's more of because remember, Allah created Adam for Earth. Mm. That was his purpose, right? And in fact. Uh, it's a very honorable role. Our role on earth is not a role of uh, being grounded, right? It's an honorable role where Allah is actually has expectations from us to make this world a beautiful place, to contribute, to um, do islah, right? So it's it's, and you know, if you want to look at it in a completely different way, outside the box, in fact. Adam eating from the tree was his graduation To now be qualified to be sent down to start his mission Why? Why was Allah waiting for that moment for him to eat from the tree? Think about it Did Allah know that he's going to eat from the tree? Of course it was part of the plan right but why was he waiting for that moment and then he sent him down he to the Very good very good yes 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 so what would make adam so honorable and so amazing on earth is the fact that he has free will, free will the freedom to choose right and how did he prove that he now has freedom of choice by it by disobeying allah basically or or by you know whether it was done intentionally or not that's another question because some ulama actually discussed the fact that he, it wasn't intentional. They just forgot. And they ate from the tree. Huh? Yeah, and it's just uh, different ways of contemplating. And we're not saying it's right or wrong. It's just interesting. Because do we sometimes uh, know something is wrong but we forgetfully do it anyway? Any examples? Yeah, They're so busy, you intentionally uh, forgets, yeah. It forgets, exactly, a classic example, yeah. yeah. But that's a gift from God. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: a, a gift from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, all, all the just uh, is I of the fact that you said that it, it shows that humans can mm-hmm. mm-hmm. also it re-emphasizes our weakness, Yeah,
0: something. yeah. Absolutely.
1: Good, eh? No. Okay. We started off with the car. Okay. And we made it like, like. It's not He is. Yeah, some people say, nah, who is this God that just brings people onto this earth and wants to play a game? And yeah. But He's actually kinder than that, and He had us there, and we chose
0: to be. So it's, يعني, we don't, you know, in the Christian tradition, they have this idea of original sin. Have you heard of that? Original sin, where you're born sinners. So we don't even want to go down that route of uh, our father sinned. Therefore, we have to bear the punishment of his mistakes. So it doesn't work that, that way, right? Um, Allah created us innocent on the fitra, pure honored. Allah says, Allah has honored all of the children of Adam. So I don't think it's like a curse or, or we don't need to feel bad about the fact that, oh my God, like... No, no, not a curse. I don't mean that. I mean that it's not that we were brought on to earth and God is kind enough to keep us in
1: heaven. Yes. And
0: Think of you know, even you know like this downgrade. Maybe it's not a nice word. Think of it as playing, getting on the on the playing field. You know, because it's always easy to sit in the audience and watch a match. Uh, although nowadays there's matches happening with no audience, right? <laughs> but best, <laughs> it's Allah saying, okay, now you're ready. Yalla, play. Show me what you got. You know. Uh, get on the ground and. Prove to me that you can actually come back here in a pure state, which is Jannah, right? yeah with, with the freedom of choice that I've been given you, you know so that's, that's the challenge it's, as, it's actually a challenge, and Allah actually calls life a challenge he calls it a game, in fact, right It's actually a game in which challenges a part of it and the you know there will be winners and losers basically.
1: I think this ayah just shows how if you make a mistake, uh, uh, it's okay to make a mistake. I mean, as long as like Adam, one of the good things is he repented immediately. So as human, you can do it because you forget and then immediate repentance and Allah immediately forgives you. Mm. So that's something that you could take out of this. Yes, way. yes, 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 and, absolutely. Um, the more you're said not to do something, you tend to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe that's something you could use yeah. with kids. Like, the more you tell them, don't do this particular thing, they just want to you know, so use Ye- another strategy. Yeah, curiosity. Yeah. Because what is this tree that God has asked yeah. you to? But humans are curious. So. Absolutely, uh, that's a good point. Right?
0: I'm not sure Um, and it's irrelevant because uh, yeah instant yeah and another tip here is when you do slip when do you repent? Instantly like don't say okay I'll repent next morning or next week or next Ramadan. Just admit to Allah that Ya Allah I uh, I don't know uh, yeah, I, I messed up. I messed up. Yeah, between you and Allah. And uh, ask Him to help you overcome this. Ask Him to help you overcome this weakness. Because that's another thing that uh, we sometimes, like the ego mind, gets you to think that, you know what, you can overcome this with your own oh. power or efforts. Exactly. Now, how did, uh, how did Iblis, or how did Adam overcome this? Allah gave him the words, remember, right? So, okay. so, so, it's as if Allah is saying, even the repentance, you need me. Iya you need, You are going to be weak. I will give you the strength to overcome this. So, whatever bad habits we have, you know, just yesterday I was at the bookstore with my daughter and um, we had this interesting conversation. I was in the self-help section with her. And... Uh, you know, I was, I was showing her all these different, like there's hundreds of authors with uh, very nice quotes, right? Like, you can, the keys to happiness or the four keys to financial abundance or uh, how to live a, a life of success, you know? And everyone is claiming that you have the keys to success and the power to overcome and to achieve and to unleash your potential and, and um, So I told her I just asked her a quick question. I told her so Which which book do you think is going to give you the, the right formula? yani? Yeah. Because they're all claiming they have the formula mm-hmm. no So who's right? Yeah. <laughs> RGV. huh RGV. So she's like Is it Quran? Cause she guessed it. Yeah. She's like is it, is it none of these books? Is it the Quran? So I was like Maybe because sometimes I'm not against self-help books, right? But what does, and this, after, this is something I learned after 15 years in the self-help industry myself. What ends up happening is you start building this false sense of ego in a very subtle way and the humility starts going away because you start feeling empowered that, I can do it. No? Yes, me, my vision, my passion, my goals, uh, my, wisdom. my wisdom, my willpower. I can do it. I can achieve. I am empowered. I, you know. And so, they're very nice words, and you know, there's a lot of healing that happens. But then, you start becoming this ego monster. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. exactly, yeah. yes, so you need both absolutely, absolutely, yeah, that's the beautiful balance, yeah. Speaking of God giving hands and words, this came in the beginning of the last, you know, when it comes to covered this in the previous
1: session, He had with the angels when he uh, when he created Adam, the angels said, uh, And then Allah said, So then, I mean, how is the corruption and the killing related to Adam knowing the names of things? I mean, um, wouldn't the angels have the same knowledge? Mm. If we just said, to the angels and
0: not to Yeah. And how is it related to the wisdom behind creation of Adam mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think it's a side discussion that maybe, maybe we can have outside of this because it's slightly it's, out I of the, the. Yeah, topic. it's out of the topic. Yeah, but it's a good question. Inshallah, we can talk about it someday. So Allah says, minha <laughs> jami'an." Get down into the playing playing field, all of you. فَأَمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي hudan And whenever this guidance comes to you, Whoever follows my guidance, فَلَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ It's really beautiful. So, how does the guidance come down to us? Allah told us, I'm going to send you on this playing field now, on the ground, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I will be sending you guidance. So, so, yeah, in the form of prophets and messengers and books and miracles. Yeah, miraculous signs. And the signs around you. All of the signs around us, signs within us, signs around us. Uh, and then, whoever follows this guidance, there will be no fear upon them, nor will they be, uh, no, nor will they ever be sad. Right? Which is incredible because that these two feelings are really uh, where all of human suffering comes in right fear of the future so fear is always associated with the future and sadness is always associated with the past and so when you have no fear no sadness you are now in present bliss right and shaytan's game is the mind right the past future past future fear of the future Worry, worry of the future, and then sadness of the past, regret of the past, anger of the past also, right? Anger is also in the past. It's something someone said to you many, many years ago, or something you did to yourself, something someone did to you, you know? It's all, all stored memories. In fact, I'll share with you something really interesting. And inshallah, um, we'll, we'll end with this. Is a lot of, uh, have you guys heard of meditation? Okay, so we'll inshallah do a a small meditation together now. But a lot of meditation practices, if not done with the right guide, can be very harmful to you. So meditation does have a a dark side to it. One of the dark sides of meditation uh, is that it opens up Closed files in your mind that were not meant to be op- reopened. So you know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has designed our our brain. Think of it as a storage system, right? Where there are events that have happened in the past. It could be traumatic events, right? That, out of Allah's mercy, gets stored in a safe box, right? And that safe box is supposed to be hidden somewhere so that you can move on with life, right? But some meditation practices. Um, what they end up doing is they end up opening up these unneeded or, or very old files and starts, uh, it starts messing up with your, um, your, your, your mental health and your psychology. That's why there are a lot of people who end up worse after meditation than they were before meditation. So just a side note for, for you guys to be careful about this. That's why in, in, uh, inshallah in the meditation we'll do today and the meditation I teach at the M Club also um, It's always based on dhikr Always based on remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Through either verses of the Qur'an Names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Or divine sounds that are mentioned in the Qur'an So are you guys interested in uh, inshallah uh, a, a, a small dhikr session Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I have a
1: question Yeah So they what's the antonym of hazan because
0: they don't mention happiness in mm. so, so the quran so Saeed is mentioned is it yes shaqiyan <laughs> 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 or <laughs> Saeed. yeah <laughs> <laughs> sa'id Saad is mentioned in the quran yeah
1: but it's never uh, mentioned in mentioned <laughs> <laughs> na'im
0: na'im would be the more appropriate word for like bliss and joy na'im na- from ni'ma right eternal blessings that make you joyful yeah so yeah uh, farah Farah is there, but it's also used in a negative context for excessive uh, happiness of worldly obsession, basically.
1: So is, is the opposite of Hizan sukoon? Is the opposite of Hizan salam?
0: It's a good question. It's a good question. I don't know. Can discuss yeah, it next time. inshallah, we'll think about it, I'll look at it. All right so get comfortable inshallah and dhikr by the way just before we start is one of the strongest forms of therapy today you know it's free of charge uh, you don't have to pay anything you can do it wherever you are and all it all it does it it gives you and allah says ala bi tatma'innul with the remembrance of allah our hearts become tranquil they become peaceful So there's this healing that happens, okay? So get comfortable, inshallah, and um, close your eyes. Just helps you focus more. Try to keep your back straight if you want. You don't have to, but... Because otherwise, if you're like leaning on your sofa, you might fall asleep. Just take a few... uh, Deep breaths. Try to become more present. And be aware of your heart center, your heart area. And the dhikr we're going to do is Astaghfirullah Al Azeem. And all you need to do is very simple, just repeat Astaghfirullah Al Azeem silently from your heart center imagine that the heart is repeating this and the feeling is what you want to focus on right we don't want the mind to come in in the way even if thoughts come let them just come and go peacefully but i want you to experience the feeling of going back to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala With every time you say Astaghfirullah al-Azim, you are seeking divine help to go back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Think of your mother when you were a child and you messed up. Sometimes just running into her arms was enough for you to be forgiven. And you don't need to whisper anything. It's just completely silent zikr from the heart. So no sounds. Seek the feeling of Allah's compassion, which is 99 times more than a mother's compassion for her child. It's as if You are going back into Allah's Think of it like Like you hug your mother Think that Allah Imagine that Allah is embracing you And He understands you And He appreciates you He knows what you're going through, and you have no one but him to turn to. Feel his love for you. Once you get to the feeling, try to intensify it. It's a feeling in your heart. open your eyes with gratitude subhanak walhamdulillah wa la ilaha illa ant astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk